Welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. Hi, guys. I hope you guys are doing good tonight. I'm doing great. Um, as you can probably hear, I have a little bit of laundry drying. I am packing to head back to New York. I'm actually in Chicago right now at my sister's place. And so, um, yeah, I had a great weekend with my family and hanging out with my brother for his birthday, my younger brother. And so, yeah, it was a really good trip. And um, and I wanted to do my podcast here because of what happened to me while I was here that really just... Um, Put this topic on my heart. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, God, for this time. Thank you for this um, ability, this privilege to be able to speak to your sons and daughters. And I just ask that you speak through me and have your way. And um, you get all the glory and all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yesterday, while I was hanging out with my nephews, so I haven't I have, okay, so I have Maverick, Gentry, Little, and Cameron. Cameron will be one years old in July. So I have all the boys, my sister's at work, and I decide instead of, you know, me picking them up from school and the daycare and doing, you know, random stuff or letting them come home and just run around for the rest of the evening, I wanted to do something memorable and create some core memories with them. So I decided to do a Polish party. Um, Chicago is known for their their Chicago style hot dogs and Polishes. And so my sister had, you know, a nice pack of Polishes in the fridge. And, you know, I was like, look, let's have a Polish party. So we went to the grocery store and I let the boys pick whatever ingredients they wanted on their Polish. We actually ended up getting like um, onions, grilled onions. We grilled the onions, but onions, tomatoes, peppers. Um, I did the lettuce boys were like who wants lettuce on their hot dog I'm like I might want it so we did chili cheese all the good stuff and then we even did baked potatoes uh, sour cream chives are you are you, is your stomach growling yet yes <laughs> we did all those fixings and then my oldest nephew Maverick he um suggested that we put it on to we put a sheet of foil down the middle of the table and we you know make just put everything on the foil just like that so we did that and they had the best time oh we had chips so we poured it on the table as well and um it was really cool so we did a little hot dog bar we put on some music i made all the boys help cook and when i say i made i mean that (laughs) My oldest nephew, Maverick, is in high school, and even on our little grocery shopping trip, he was, um, you know, being a big boy and trying to, you know, be be cool or whatever, stand off to himself. And so I told them in the car, I said, look, we are all going to do this together. Somebody's chopping onions and grilling them. Somebody's going to make the the little cake that we bought. Somebody's going to um, going to cut the, you know, veggies up or whatever. Like everybody's going to do something. So um, we get back and everybody's working and everything is good. Uh, it starts getting a little hot in the kitchen. So I opened the back door to let some air in. And when I looked in my sister's backyard, I noticed these beautiful tulips growing. Now, if you know anything about me, that's one of my favorite flowers. I love tulips. Um, it's not, you know, I have a couple of flowers that I really love, but tulips are are really high up there because I love their simplicity. 
And so I see these tulips growing in her backyard. And I asked the boys, I said, oh, my gosh, y'all started, y'all planted tulips. You started growing flowers. And um, my youngest, next to youngest nephew said, no, auntie, we threw out some old flowers. And those just grew from the old flowers. And I said, what? I've never heard, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Um, they threw some old flowers out. And now that was like in one season. And then now all of a sudden there's flowers growing where the dead flowers were once were. And so I wanted to stop there for a minute and say to you, because it was a revelation for me. I said, wow. And in one season, these flowers were thrown out as trash, as as useless as nothing like they had served their purpose and now they were no longer allowed in the house they were out with the trash basically but in the right environment even what seems like um trash could actually grow and become something beautiful so i just want to encourage you today that you might you might not feel like um you're fulfilling your purpose or maybe you feel like you have been discarded or that you have really just been um, utilized to the point of no return. Like, what else do I have to offer the world or my family or my job or, you know, I'm just kind of existing. But I want to encourage you that, no, like there is more in you. There is a seed in you that God has placed inside of you. And and as we die, there was a scripture that, I, that the Lord reminded me of, like that we need to die daily to our flesh. Um, and to our desires. And so as we as we die to our own desires and our own how we think our life should look and how we think it should go, um, then our environment in God is the perfect um it's the perfect environment to create life for life to come forth. And so I just wanted to encourage you in that today. Another thing that um really, really touched me this week is I was talking to a friend of mine and she's she lived in Orlando um, and so we sang on the worship team together at my church my old church out there and we were just talking about life and catching up and talking about her mom and how she's been feeling lately and um, I was having a rough week that week I was just feeling like I wish that I was more clear on what my calling is, my purpose is, like where I'm headed, what's going on with me. I wished that I was more focused. I felt like a little scattered in that moment. And so I shared that with her and that was very rare for me. Like I have my close knit circle and typically I don't share real deep stuff outside of them because I know who can handle what of me. And so I try not to um, air quote burden people with my my the way my mind works, uh, which is interesting. And so if you don't know how to handle me, it could be <laughs> you, you could get kind of like pulled into the, the vortex. You have to know how to say, OK, sis, no, that's not <laughs> this. Come on back. So anyway, I'm talking to this um, old and dear friend of mine. And it is not that she's not trustworthy or anything. It was just like, I'm just typically really kind of private with my personal thoughts like that. 
So I'm talking to her and I just I was just in a vulnerable moment. I was like, man, I just feel like I wish I was doing better, like or I wish I knew more. or I wish I was operating differently or something. And she said, but Seth, look at how far you've come. She said, I remember when you used to work at the group home and live there. And then you got out, you know, you got a new job, you got your own place. And she started to take me through the stair steps of my life and or the part that she remembered. And she started to almost create like um, it was like a memorial of remembrance for for me so that I wouldn't forget where I've come from. And you know how the Bible says that not to despise the day of small beginnings. Like, don't despise those days when it's not perfect or like you think it should be. And so that brings me to my second encouragement for this podcast. Um, you know, because that blessed me. So I just want to encourage you to get out your journal or sit with the Lord with your coffee in the morning and just begin to remember Because sometimes we go to God and it's like, God, but why, but where, but how, but when? And he's like, hey, 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 you know, like I'm the ancient one. Like, just come and sit with me for a little while. Let me let let's let us remember together where how far I brought you. And for me, you know, beyond what my friend could repeat back to me, which, by the way, had me in tears. I was just crying. Um, because she remembered what I couldn't. She brought it back to my remem- remembrance. And so uh, she took me all the way and she said, now look at you. She said, you are traveling the world. You are in New York. You know, you're living the dream that you once had. And she said, don't get caught up with trying to get to the next thing. Like be remember like how far you've come. And so that blessed me. But what I was going to say was, um, Even further than what she could remember, I remember when I first gave my heart to the Lord. And I have this thing when I was married to my husband, my late husband. I had this thing with other wives where I believe God has anointed me for marriage. And even though I um, am no longer married, you know, my husband has gone on to be with the Lord. I still am anointed for marriage and I'm anointed for Uh, speaking life into marriages. And so I know that that's one of my giftings. And so I I used to prize myself or like not not necessarily um, like a pride thing, but more like I was just like so excited and honored when I got to see life and that spark reappear in a in a marriage. And the way God would always have me do it is or sometimes have me do it is He would say, ask her how they met. And the woman, I would say, so how did you meet your husband? And the woman would begin to, while I'm doing her hair, she'd begin to tell me, oh, we met in college. And just one day, girl, he looked at me, he walked up to me, he said, hey, how are you? You know, they'll go into their whole story. And I could see, looking at my client through the mirror, I could see the spark of remembrance and the little smile and whatever it was that they were fighting about or that anger that had come in just kind of melt away. And the remembrance of the love once shared that even from the meeting, 
brought a sense of peace and joy. And so I took what the Lord has taught me even through um, this anointing for marriage, this gift, um, and I applied it to my relationship with him and remembered even to where I got first first got saved and how I fell in love with Jesus and how uh, being with him was just about the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I knew it, you know, and so I look at me, I'm smiling. <laughs> so so uh, I think it's so important that we remember and recall like that movie total recall like recall could be to you know um bring something back that maybe is not good but total recall in the kingdom can be and with God can be remembering um completely your history with him your resume with him the things that He's brought you through in not even just big things, but little things. I used to tell my late husband, and I'm still like this, <laughs> he would think of all these things he could buy me. And I'm like, you didn't marry that kind of woman. That's not me. Like, I don't need fancy stuff. I'm the type of woman that if I want something fancy, I'll just go get it <laughs> because I want it. But um for him, I, even cards, I was like, hey, I'd rather you write me a card than to get a card that's already with someone else's words and then you sign the bottom. Like, no, I want to see how you feel. So even if it's just on a white sheet of paper folded in half, write your thoughts to me because that is precious. And I kept every single one like he got it and he would do that. One day he went all out and he like actually went to Michael's or something and he you know, did stickers and everything. And it was the sweetest thing, but it, and he wrote a poem and, but it was from his heart. It wasn't someone else's words. And so if you like cards from the store, that's fine, but that's not my preference. Like I want things as simple things. Like you picked me flowers. Cool. Like something that I know you put thought into that made me feel important is like the best gift ever. So, um, I just love thinking back on my history with God and not just the big things. You know, you see these women now and they're getting Range Rovers and which I love Range Rovers. They're getting, you know, all these major gifts with the bows and stuff. But but man, I just loved when it's just oh, it's a sweet time where, hey, we're doing we're doing a picnic on the, on the floor and Chinese food. And, you know, like just simple stuff that. It's not posted on Instagram and it's not for photos and effects. It's just me and you, you know, and our favorite movie or a new movie that both of us have wanted to see, you know, just like remembering, going back and remembering those times with God that nobody would understand why that's precious to you, but it is. So it's like, man, I needed gas one day when I was younger and I went to the gas station. I only had $3 <laughs> and somebody walked up and said, hey. I want to put $10 in your tank. I want to put 20 you know, stuff like that, you know? And so that's my second thing of admonishment. The first one is like, don't, don't, um, you're not dead. <laughs> don't think that you're dead and that you are, have been thrown out. You, man, 
You're like Jack and the Beanstalk, okay? That thing that looked like it was dead is actually going to grow into a mighty, mighty, mighty tree. And then two, bringing yourself into a place of remembrance of what God has done done already and being thankful for that because that blessed me this week and taking yourself on a journey in your mind where you could have died you could have things could have gone horribly wrong but God (laughs) I feel like I want to tell this testimony really quickly Um, a a friend of mine a, a mentor actually she called me about an old family friend and she said you know pray for for sister so and so um, her house burned down. And I said, oh my gosh, you know, so I text, they're in their six, 70s, 60s or 70s, they're older. So I text this woman because this woman is constantly praying for me and my family. Not just from the time my mother died, like we have been friends with her for a year. I remember her as a child. She's always been there. And even as an adult, she texts me every holiday. She remembers our birthday. Cecily, happy birthday. She gives me that, our daily bread. Um, she makes sure I get those. And she puts scriptures in there. And she just she just has always been there. And so um, the, her house burned down. And I said, oh, my gosh. So I text her. I said, sister so-and-so, I'm so sorry to hear about your house. And, you know, do you need anything? How are you doing? I'm, you know, she said, just pray for us. And I said, okay, so... You know, I'm thinking, God, this woman has been faithful. Like, I only know her to be a woman of God. I don't know anything else. And so I'm really, like, sad for her. And then I hear the whole story. And the whole story was that somebody, like an upstairs neighbor, because the way the house is, it's, I guess it was like three levels or two levels. And so the upstairs neighbor... And in Chicago, it's not like they're in one house. You know, it's like almost like a two-level or three-level apartment, you know. So anyway, the upstairs neighbor ended up being murdered. Like, here's what's so tripped out. The woman of God decided suddenly, her and her husband, they were going to go out of state for on a drive and pick up their grandchild. And they didn't know why it was so urgent. They needed to leave in that moment, but they did. And they get to the state that they were headed to to pick up their grandchild. And they get a phone call at 2 a.m. that says, hey, your house is on fire. And what tripped me out is the man upstairs was dealing in some stuff, I guess, with the wrong people. And they shot him in his head. They shot him up. They lit the house on fire and they left. And I'm just thinking, hey, (laughs) had they been in that house, this story would be different. And I know that it's it's not a good thing that happened to them. But when you think of the goodness of Jesus, we can't control other people. We can only control what we do, what we decide to do and how we decide to obey. And so... I tripped out because it changed my entire perspective of what happened to them. No longer was I sad. I began to rejoice because I said, oh, my gosh, Lord, you saved them. They would thought they got the call at 2 a.m. These are older people. They've been in the bed since 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So they probably would have died in their sleep and not been able to get out. Yes, they're sad that they maybe lost photos and things that they would love to have passed on you know, memories and stuff. Of course, that's difficult and devastating. But thank God they're still alive. You know, we can make more memories, but we can't get our life back 
you know? So anyway, I just want to say like perspective, perspective. There's always something to glean from what um, God is do- from what God is doing in our lives. And so I want to say this last thing because this is the last thing that happened to me this morning. Um, I was actually asleep <laughs> and I like to play the Bible when I'm asleep, especially when uh, I'm in a new place or somewhere that I don't usually sleep. I play the word because my dream life is very active and I don't want, I don't like to leave things to, to chance. I end up having a crazy dream. So even if I, I, even though I will take authority over the atmosphere that I'm in, uh, I still just play the word so that that's going while I'm asleep. So it's going and it's almost morning and I come alert in my consciousness right at a portion of the Bible where it was talking about Cornelius. And if you guys um, are not familiar with that passage of, of scripture, basically Cornelius is was not a Christian man. He was um, an unbeliever. But the Bible says that his prayers, this is the very sentence that woke me up. It says that the Lord, hold on, I want to read it to you. Okay, so it's Acts chapter 10. It says, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision uh, an angel of God coming and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers. This is the scripture that woke me up. Your prayers and alms. Basically, it says your the version I heard was your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. Peter, he's lodging with Simon uh, a tanner who's by whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. When the angel of the Lord spoke to him and had departed, um, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from amongst the, those who waited on him continually. And when he explained all these things, he sent them away. So basically, um, I could, you know, continue on. But basically, Cornelius, this, the part that woke me up where God reminded me was... Um, the scripture where it says that your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial before me. And I said, whoa, whoa, like our prayer. Wow. Our prayers and our gifts to the poor, our giving can come up as a memorial before God where it will attract angelic attention. Wow. So I wanted to make this third point that because this is something that just it woke me up. Sometimes we can be so focused on how to get ahead when the way to get ahead is to get behind. (laughs) The way to be found is to be lost. The way to win sometimes is to lose. It's interesting that the Bible says to seek you first, the kingdom, Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things the Gentiles seek after will be added unto you. And I've seen that 
happened in my life times a thousand. It's so many people that look at me or look at some of the favor that I've received and they're like, how the heck did they pick you? And I said, girl, I ask that every day. I don't know. (laughs) But it's in those times when my focus is not on how I can push forward to the next thing, but it's in me saying, okay, God, your kingdom today. What do you want to happen today? What do you need to see happen in the earth? Or just fulfilling the the great commission and the call of like for all of us that we, you know, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, um, cleanse the lepers and continue to do these things like that. We do what's what's put before us. And so I want to encourage you this last thing today as we get ready to close that as we um you know, come to the realization, like get, dust yourself off, get up, you're not dead. And then come into a place of remembrance with God to say, Hey God, I know, I know that I have history with you. I know you've done some things. I know you've kept me. I know you've like, and remembering even back to how you met your first love, going back to that place. And then here, focusing on getting focused on the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What does God need you to be doing in the earth? And and like being about your father's business, man, just be prepared for the onslaught of blessings. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for this, um, this time that I've gotten to be able to speak to the people. I am encouraged myself. <laughs> I am so encouraged, God, and and I'm excited. It has been because here's the thing. The promise is the promise has been for 2022 to be the best year of our lives. Like this was the year and is the year. And so um, I see, Father, like a lot of us, a lot of people have been under attack in our minds and in our belief that you are able and capable to do what you said you were going to do. But God, I thank you right now that you would, wow, that you would begin to help us to recalibrate and refocus our attention on you. God, that we will begin to focus on what you need to happen in the earth. Lord, if you're saying to to us or to somebody that's listening to go ahead and start that business or start that that nonprofit or to go ahead and hit the streets and do evangelism. Like, don't wait on the cameras to roll. Don't wait on some special thing. All you have to do is go out and do it. Lord, I pray that obedience or God will be our portion. God, that we will begin to be more and more obedient in the name of Jesus. Father, let a spirit of obedience fall upon us. Obedience to your will and your purposes in the earth in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that Lord God, that you would sink our hearts and our minds with your heart and your mind in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would cause us to think like you and to move like you in the earth, Father. I thank you that like, I break the spirit of, of doubt and hesitation right now in Jesus' name, that we won't fear and doubt and wait and um, miss timing that's critical in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for giving us the ability to have eagle eye vision to see beyond what's right in 
in front of us so that we won't fall prey to depression and to be despondent and um, down about what our current situation looks like. But God, that we will be able to rise up in faith and know that that greater is coming, but that we're going to put our hands to the plow right now and not look back and work and move in sync with heaven, with a knowing in our hearts that that, there, that there's purpose for us and that we're not finished yet. So God, we thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for encouraging us, Lord. Even to the person I'm listening to the Lord right now, he's saying like you who who's just taking baby steps and you see people just leaping and bounding. And he said to show you, it's like almost like that person that is driving behind you in the car and you're going the speed limit and they want to speed because they didn't leave the house on time. And so they're rushing past you and swooping in front of you. And God says that, he says that you guys are going to end up at the light at the same time. My God, he said, I see you and you just pulling up nice and slow next to this car. And he had to sit there and wait at the light and you got there just in time and the light turned because he said, it's not about how slow you go, but he said, it's the fact that you are walking in obedience to me and you're going to get there in my timing. It's going to be right. He says, so just continue to take one step at a time. Do the next right thing. Do the next right thing, daughter. Do the next right thing, son. And he says that as you move, he said, I'm going to move with you. Don't worry about who's swooping past you, speeding around you. And even somebody I'm hearing, it's like somebody's... um it's like somebody, your family, your family or, or co-workers. It's like I'm hearing somebody's voice and it sounds like they're like, you know, questioning. It's like they're questioning your um, moves and your movements and stuff. You just you're like feeling that pressure from them. Well, two things. God says that don't worry about what they have to say about it. And then the second thing is like you probably weren't supposed to tell them in the first place. So now it's time to kind of shut that down and say, hey, they say, hey, what's going on with this? It's good. Everything's good. Any updates? Nope. Nothing, nothing to report right now. Like to really just shut down um, what you are sharing with these people, because he's already showing you that they're not the right people to share these, these um, early stages of your dreams and your visions with. He said, he's going to give you the right people to share it with, but for now, share it with him and him only. And y'all get in those planning phases and work these things out. And you continue to take those steps towards what he's put in your heart to do. So father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, God. Thank you for this word. Thank you for the word, Lord God, for your people. I thank you, God, that um, that we're not left behind, Lord God, but that we're right on time in the name of Jesus. And so, yeah, I bless them on this podcast. And I thank you, Lord, for um, whoever gets to listen to it. I pray it is a blessing to them in Jesus name. Amen and amen. All right, you guys. So this was awesome. Um I'm getting up super early to catch a flight, (laughs) so I will be going now, but I bless you in the name of Jesus, and I hope you have a wonderful evening. I will be talking to you guys next week. I have a couple of um, guest speakers lined up for uh, this next month coming up, so I'm really excited about that, and yeah, there's more to come. Talk to you soon. Bye.